On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. We've got all kinds of crazy new stuff. We've got the myllc.com slash second shot where you can get $99 off on our brand new sponsor of the show. We also have, drumroll please. That was so good. That was that was good. That was so good. What a band! Guess we have what? We've here. got Jenny, Zach, and Matt in the studio. Hey. <laughs> but yeah. what else? So something you've been working on for a long time. Yes. Finally going to come out. We've been teasing it. I want you to explain it. Tell them what all is coming next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, weeks or months the fifteenth, I guess. Work in case in somebody's the, not listening to oh, it. Oh yes, yes, yes. So October fifteenth, a special edition of Second Shot is coming out called Second Shot sit downs the idea with this is that we go deep with some people who have been given a second shot so here we are we're in uh, almost into the last two months of the year you guys i know that in january you set goals for yourself you laid it out and i know that you're rocking it and if you're not you have some time to make it happen so i pooled all of our resources to find the most inspirational people with the best messages, the best take-home tactical advice to give to you, and we're doing 30-minute sit-down interviews with these people um, who have overcome remarkable obstacles and really have strong, poignant messages to give. Um, We thought about bringing these people in for our second shot thing, but this is working really well. You guys seem to be liking it, so we figured let's add a second episode for a a week. They're going to go for eight weeks, leading us to the end of 2019 to kind of kick off 2020. This will be kind of a short series, a second shot sit-down. We're going to have eight of them for the next eight weeks. They'll come out every Tuesday. Make sure you're subscribed so it pops up. It'll be Jenny interviewing um, different guests for Second Shot, which is super cool. Because we, like you said, we've tried to bring them in on this, guesting on this, and we never really get it's hard to spend much time with them yeah. or any yeah. of that. So this is going to be a lot more in-depth of it, which will be super exciting. And we co- we looked at people who we're connected with, and just, we know that they have great stories. And I mean, I come from this background in news where I've been interviewing wonderful people, but it's for like three minutes. You know, and, and how... In three minutes, it's hard to really hear somebody's story and hear the heart of it and hear the the why and the how. And that's what Second Shot Sit Downs is about. So I just it's like our Christmas gift to you as we get to the end of the year to kind of pour into you, give you this content, find, like I said, um, the best people that we know of to inspire you and just kill it at the end of the year. So. October 15th, it's going to drop in the morning, 9 in the morning, and then so we'll have um, an episode coming out for the last couple months of the year on Tuesdays and on Fridays. And at the end of the eight of them, if everybody likes them, 
who knows? May do another yeah. short series, right, Zach? But Jenny and Heath, is this going to replace our Friday second shot episodes? Thank you for asking, Zach. <laughs> no, it There's is not. More. Zach, you are not fired from this volunteer <laughs> <Yay>! job. <laughs> you Huzzah. will stay. Matt will stay. And Matt's actually there for producing for second shot sit I am. You're getting 50% of second shot on this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. So um, so very cool. We're excited about it. And now we'll get into our, our regular. Our regular, our regular one will come out every Friday like yeah. normal. Yes. But for the next eight weeks, for an, a special eight-part series of Tuesday Second Shot Sit-Downs with Jenny will come out, which we're super excited about. And I'm I do want to so point out that um, it's going to drop in the same feed. So if you're already subscribed to Second Thank Shot, you. you're going to get it. It's going to be there. You don't have to go look elsewhere for it. If you're not subscribed to Second Shot, I don't know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> go do that now, and you'll you'll see the new episodes. That you don't have to go look for it elsewhere. It'll just show up on your on your podcast player. Or if you are in the Second Shot group um, or follow Jenny on, on Facebook, you will see the yeah. video version uh, pop up as well. So That's just true, watch though. That. But the video versions are, it's kind of random when they come out. The yep. only way to for sure get it is to subscribe on Absolutely. iTunes or another podcast Absolutely. platform. Okay, what's our first article? Well, maybe, <laughs> okay, sorry. Maybe while, while Jenny and Matt are doing their cool Second Shot interview series, Heath and I will figure out some yeah. <laughs> sick, fast-paced Second Shot that. podcast series. All right, our first headline. Uh, school bus driver mows grass at, at stop so his students don't have to stand in the weeds. Recently, a Central Texas school bus driver caught the local news's eye for going above and beyond to care for the children he encounters. Uh, this was in Copperas Cove, I think that's how you say it. Uh, as a, a, a driver, Jerry Martin, noticed the grass at one of his bus stops was growing real high, and kids were trying to stand in it and play hide-and-seek in it, and it was a whole thing. They weren't actually playing hide-and-seek, but... Uh, he, he wanted he wanted it to be maintained, and it was in a yard uh, of a house that was derelict. Nobody was living there, so the yard wasn't being watched. So one day after school, when nobody was paying attention, nobody was looking, there was no reward. He busted out a lawnmower. He drove down there. He mowed the spot, and you're on your way. And the local news figured it out, and now it's gone viral. Let's pick this whole thing. Three, three cheers for Mr. Martin, the so school Jenny, district wrote on Facebook. Jenny, how does the news find that out? It's <laughs> a good question. Because usually, what, that's a good question. Usually what would happen is somebody probably saw something about it or heard about it and said, you got to hear about our guy. We've yeah. got a guy who came and mowed the lawn. And then a reporter who was actually keen on what makes a story. Yeah. Because a lot of reporters would hear that and say, well, that's not really a story. But this reporter was on it because if you ask me, this is totally a story. Um, heard that and then did the really tough job, which is convincing the rest of the newsroom that it's a story. <laughs> Real so good sales pitch. Yeah. yeah. So they had to, yeah, they have to go in and do a pitch and explain why this is going to go viral and why everybody is going to want to hear about it. But why yeah, it's usually end up it's on second shot one day. Yeah, exactly. Just like second shot did. We were on um, MSN.com. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, for, for an Hold old on. episode. We never talked about that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hold on. we should talk about that soon. Yeah, well, I mean, just really quickly, one of our second shooters, one of our listeners, wrote in and said, hey, you guys were on the, you were mentioned in this article on MSN.com, so cool, thanks for the shout out, spread the word about Second Shot. Yeah. So whenever I was looking at this and I thought about my Second Shot, it hit me really good, was that how many times in life do, do all of us um, sit there and look at a problem or an issue, but man, somebody should fix that. Mm-hmm. Somebody <laughs> yeah. should get this done, right? Like, how many times... Um, you know, do, do we sit around and go, man, they should do this or they should do that, etc. We keep talking about what others should or shouldn't do when we could just go grab our lawnmower and mow it ourselves. Like that guy could have sat there and just kept griping about it and, and knowing and realizing he obviously realized that was going to be a hazard of some sort and just went and took care of it for himself and just handled it. Like how many times do we sit around 
when we could just go handle it. Like, we could be the one, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people talking about, oh, man, you know, they, they got lucky when they made that product and, and they made it big in, in that career, right? Um, when we didn't realize that all of us have had those times that we find that the way these entrepreneurs and stuff that they hit it big with these issues is it's nothing more than everyday issues that we all have. They just made a decision to act on it and mm-hmm. fix the problem. And it ended up being big for them. So when we say they're lucky, we're, they're not lucky. They just did what we wouldn't do. Every one of us sitting here can can name things that irritate us over and over, but yet we do nothing about it. The mm-hmm. people who, are, who who strike it rich are the ones that actually do something about it. So or even just the people who have peace in their lives. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Know? Yeah, and people have ability. Like this, in this case, for for this bus driver, right? Like he was on the bus. He didn't have to stand at the stop. He never had to get out and deal with the grass. That was the kids. This was his concern, but it wasn't his problem. But he had the ability to I do like something. That. About I like it. that. Say yeah, it again. It, yeah. it was. It's it's your concern, but it's not your problem, right? There's yeah. a difference. And but but for him, he wanted to do the right thing. He obviously had the time, and he had the lawnmower, and he had the truck <laughs> to drive over there and fix it. And it reminds me of that thing. I, I told Jenny about this a while ago, and it's a hokey line, but it's something my mom used to say. She said, character is what you do when nobody's looking and there's no reward. Yeah. Right? I don't think that's hokey that's, at all. I think that's solid. <laughs> well, it's because it's from my mom. I feel like it's... But it, you know, <laughs> and I've heard variations of it before, but... And yeah. that's what this is. Like, this is somebody who knew that, like, nobody is going to care about this grass in the yard. The kids probably don't even mind it that much. You know, they could stand on the curb. It's just this little thing. It's giving back to the world in some way that's selfless, and, and somehow meaningful. Um, and that means a lot. And I think that's why this gets picked up by people like this. This is why this is why it gets shared on Facebook, because it matters. Yeah. I, I think about the times when I've been, I mean, I'll, I'll speak for myself, when yeah. I've been faced with things like this, like um, uh, a neighbor's grass is growing too high, and, or maybe they're out of town or something like that. And, and it, it, the thought passes through your head, oh, uh, maybe I should help them out, or maybe I should do that. Or even in, in a case like this where... Like there's seemingly no one home, and and you and you do it, and and I think of all the the reasons why he could have decided not to, right? Like, oh, maybe somebody owns that property, and I shouldn't I shouldn't mess with their property, or yeah, there's always a lot of reasons mm-hmm. that you come up with excuses of not to, do that. right? Yeah, or um, I don't have time, or um, I mean, I don't think lazy is necessarily the one, but you know, or uh, I, I, maybe I, I no one's gonna notice and no one's gonna care, um, but. I think he looked at all those things and said the the outcome is better than anything that might negative might you know somebody might come up and say hey what, what are you doing mowing my grass but you know what he's gonna say hey I, I saw a problem I needed to fix it sorry uh, you know we'll we'll deal with it next time he didn't let any of that stuff stop him yeah have any like have any of you can y'all think about any times of of anything that uh, you look back on and go man like. Y'all had this idea because something wasn't irritating. Now it's being done, or that you passed up on instead of making that move on it. Can you think of any of those like like times that you passed the bus stop, the the school bus stop, and and you never mowed the yard until somebody? Oh, like did? in a business aspect, as opposed to a yeah. kindness aspect. Ooh, okay. Um, okay, that's a good question. Well, Heath definitely has a good baby food idea. I'm not going to put it out there because who knows? We may just do it. We may just do okay. it. Okay, I like has that. To do, it's that one does keep popping up in it my head. It does keep. It, it, you guys, it's pretty. It's pretty good. It's pretty dang good. Um, I think of yes, there are. Well, way back in the day, I wanted to do p- petite clothing line. 
um, for on for for professional wear because I was always spending all of this money hemming and getting things altered. And at the time, there was only petite sophisticate, which was this sort of like I would buy stuff from there, but it was. It was like I was 20 and it was made for women who were 50. Yeah. Um, they ended up going out of business. So then I kind of took that as a sign that, well, maybe we don't need a petite clothing line. But that's Aww. the first one that, that comes to mind. Yeah. Uh, I've got a friend that runs a little craft shop at, lo- at local conventions. They have a little booth that they like take out and set down for the weekend. And they sell little crafts and things they make. And I always come up with little ideas. Oh, you should make this. Yeah. It, it'd do so great. You'd sell out the whole stand. You should make this thing. Look at this thing I found on the internet. And I always send over little ideas. And they're always like, yeah, thanks. Thanks, you know, thanks well, for it's like, no, you should it. do it, Zach. Right, yeah, me, with all these great ideas, I'm not doing anything about it. That's what it makes me think um, of. You guys, you know, bone broth? So, I, I, I can almost guarantee you that all of your mothers made bone broth. They didn't call it bone broth. Mm-hmm. They just called it broth. Right. And it was soup, and it was the cheap way to do things, which all of our parents were savvy on. So now bone broth is sold by the can for like $5. It's a big deal. For this little thing of bone. And I think we've talked about this before the fact that my mom went in to get bones and then they charged her for it because people, it's now like such a trendy thing. But um, a lot of the I, things that come to my mind are things that are very like vintage and Chondo family like baking bread and we made soap and we made candles. We were Amish. <laughs> we, we, we made all these things and now people do this. This is very like sort of boho to do these yeah, yeah. things that we just did to live. So I sometimes think, oh man, we could have totally made a business oh, yeah. out of that. I made stationery. Man. Wow. I, you know what? I, I, but I, I think that we, a lot of times, there's so many of us that will sit around with a lot of these and then we want to look at and point at others and be like, oh, they were lucky. They were this. But yet you've had all them too. They just acted on it. Yeah. And, and what I want to ask you is what's stopping you from acting on your potential for greatness? What's stopping you from making that leap? And you know instead of it being somebody else's problem making it your problem to fix stop waiting around for other people to fix issues and go make a stand and do it hey i'm talking to myself too mm-hmm. but it's time to jump out there and go do that instead of waiting for somebody else to mow that bus stop when it's time for you to go out there and mow it yourself we'll be back in a minute for the second segment of second shot he makes up words she translates them Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. Okay, you guys, we have been working on this partnership for a while. This is a company that we've used as a couple, we've used individually, and now they are on board as a sponsor. So we're giving a big shout out to myllc.com. You used them back in the day, right? I've been using like when them, you first got started in business. I've been using them for 12, 13 years. It was the easiest thing in the world. If anybody's thought about setting up a company, paying big lawyer fees, they think it's a big you know, mountain of a task to take on. But with MyLLC.com, if you go on their website and you call them, if you're doing an S-Corp, a C-Corp, or anything, they're going to walk you through it. They won't make you feel dumb. And they're going to handle every process every year from now on from you, the stuff with the state and all of those things. So if you have any rental property outside of your own home, you need to have it in in an LLC or an S-Corp or something in order to protect you legally if you're doing side hustles. You need to invoice them from the legal entity because it can protect you legally. MyLLC.com slash second shot. There's a coupon code 99 uh, MyLLC, right? Well, yeah. All you have to do is go to MyLLC.com slash second shot and it'll give you $99 off, which is super generous. And this is kind of like a limited thing. So if you if you were thinking about it, again, you kind of started your side business, you're thinking about getting it going, or you've got a big business. I mean, they work with, with all sizes. 
It's $99 off. The other thing, if you're already on the site, you can use the coupon code 99MYLLC. Again, it's 99MYLLC from myllc.com. This is this is the company we've used for all of our different entities and projects. They've been so great to work with, and we're just excited to have them on as partners. MyLLC.com slash second shot. Go now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. Okay, so I just about died laughing when I saw this meme. I'm going to let you read this, Jenny. Okay. Is this not perfect or what? This, this meme is, is hilarious. This is such... This is so my life. I see you have created a tiny, tiny human. I, too, have done this. Me trying to make mom friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. I'm in a group called Mops, and if you are a mother of a preschooler that's what it stands for mother of preschooler Aww. that's what mops is about it's a you know we meet sort of during the school year there's child care for the kids and it is a nice way to connect with moms because a lot of my friends are not moms a lot of my friends are people who elected a lot of my girlfriends are people who elected to not have children who were not able to have children who had you know just different things going on in their life so i don't actually have a ton of girlfriends with kids brighton's age so mops has allowed me to do that and i do creepily approach people are are you just going to change the name of the group as the kids age up like because they're not going to be mothers of high schoolers (laughs) we should i know i'm a little bit sad about the fact that when she's five i won't be able to go to the group anymore (laughs) maybe we will have a second child so i can keep going to mops mops (laughs) would that be worth it the name mops is. i know it's it's not ideal yeah, it's it's a pretty that's a pretty epic name. <laughs> I'm sure you make some great connections there that out that long outlast the five year span or whatever that yes. you can be a part of the group, right? Yes, I think so. You oh, leave so and they're like cut cut us off your contacts list. <laughs> right, you're right. You're Sorry, done. not you're a preschool no anymore. Yeah, no, no mas, you're out. No mas. Well, our second headline is something a lot of people feel guilty about. Seventy-three percent of Americans, according to this article, uh, feel guilty about this problem. Each American wastes 103 pounds of food a year. According to this study, a new study examining the food waste habits of 2,000 Americans found that, on average, Americans will throw out four spoiled items from their fridge every week. They'll go through about 103 pounds of spoiled food from their fridge every single year. That's about 6,000 pounds and change over your average adult lifetime. Uh, pounds of food wasted. $102 worth of food in your fridge each time, and you're chucking out about $53 oh. every time you do it. It's a whole thing. And there's a whole lot of stats here, but the point is, people are, seem to be wasting food. Uh, fruit gets wasted a lot. Leafy mm-hmm. greens, potatoes, meat. Things are going to waste. And this has been a thing forever, right? When I was a kid, just like when you guys were kids, our parents told us they're starving people in China or Africa or some other country our parents could point out and say, eat your food. Um, even though our wasted food doesn't actually go to those Yeah, kids. even right. though it doesn't yeah. actually go there. Yeah. What do you guys think about this? Well, it's true because people have the intention of I'm going to start this new week and eat a bunch of fruits and veggies. So when they go grocery shopping on Sunday, they're like, this is it. This is the week that I become a vegan. Yeah, sure. And then, they, and then they have a grilled cheese sandwich for every meal. Oh, and yeah. The veggies go to waste. That sounds all right. But when I thought about a second shot on this and how we can sort of take this headline and uh, put out a lesson for our own lives. Heath is yawning so big right now. You guys. He's going Stop. for it. <laughs> hey, Stop making a, fun of he's me. He's a parent. All right. He's exhausted. You take it easy on him yeah. <laughs> give me the floor husband yeah. he's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's a fop that's right he's yeah. a wait he's a what he's, he's a fop. fop he's like mops father oh, of fops. preschooler yeah. he has no group uh, <laughs> i don't have a group or he somebody yeah. feels sorry for dads me dads just have to suck it up and, yeah. and, and get through it um 
I think about how we're wasting resources in our own lives and what kind of piqued my interest on this or made me think about this was all the different, for example, online courses that we can enroll in now. Like we're starting a business, I'm gonna enroll in this course and I'm gonna do this thing and I'm gonna go through these modules before starting and before launching. And it makes me think, do you need to pay the $59.95 or do you actually have it within yourself? Do you actually have your own resources or could your cousin help you or your friend help you or did you learn about that a couple of years ago? Did you already buy a module last year that you didn't actually do that you could go back to and, and, and look at before starting your business? Well, there's a bunch of free stuff there's out there. There's a ton mm, of free yeah. stuff. There's a ton of free stuff. And I do really believe that a lot of these online trainings can be incredibly value but a lot of them are worthless but you know i mean i'm just saying you might have the resources at your fingertips i think so often we're looking for the next thing oh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna launch until i know how to do this oh, yeah yeah you know what i mean i'm not gonna well I, I couldn't possibly start doing this without this type of training or education and in some fields that's true but in some fields you have what you need right here you have a, a google search bar and a youtube search bar and you can figure it out. But just like your friends and stuff, though, too. I saw on Facebook the other day, and I see. I feel, I feel like I see this more and more, and I can't remember the exact question, but if somebody I know that was asking a question about, they said something about they've been looking for blah, blah, blah for six months, and they can't find it. Does anybody, and somebody wrote on there, which I, I, I know them, and this person and this person were like best friends, you know, back in the day, which I'm sure they're still friends, but I mean, they were like really close, right? And, and like, you know, this is what I do for a living, right? Like, oh my God, I forgot. Oh yes, I'll just call you. And it's yeah. like, that right there was a perfect example of how many times we, I feel like we almost think that the key is that thing we don't know yet. Uh-huh. And we keep searching for this other person to tell us what to do, this other motivational seminar, this other thing of here and that, like we keep going to all of these because we keep thinking it's that next best thing that's going to connect with us versus there's the old tried and true and maybe people we already know that already have resources and know these things and can do them that we need to just use our own resources at hand like you said use your own vegetables yes yeah then 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 eat jenny's vegetables <laughs> come take my vegetables i'll make right. you a veggie smoothie yeah sometimes we have the resources at our fingertips but we're using it like a, a little bit as an excuse to not do yes. the things that we want to do to not launch the product. Like, for example, with Heath starting this podcast, um, you know, we've changed. A lo- he's changed a lot. Then I joined. But we were constantly evolving and changing. And I think that if we waited to get the formula right, we never would have launched it. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have the thousands of people each week that are getting the content and that we're connecting with. You know, not everything's perfect. And we take the feedback and we rework but um, we didn't do a bunch of podcast seminars. Yeah. <laughs> we, we just started one. Yeah. You yeah. No, that's true. One. Absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. That's a perfect example. And what I get out of this is exactly what you just said on the end there. You take the feedback and you rework, right? That's what frustrates me about this. I think that's why so many people feel guilty about this. Because we've seen studies like this before. We've seen numbers like this before. This isn't the mm-hmm. first time anybody's been like, wow, Americans waste a lot of food every year. Well, but you like, feel it, right? I mean, of like, course. I, like, I feel it every feel it time. Your wallet, that, like, you we, feel it at the grocery store? Yeah, and, yeah, we go through the fridge and we're throwing out old vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, why did we do this? Yep. I could have eaten but this But it happens somewhere. every week. Yeah, and, and like, we don't, we never do anything about it. And it's not to say that, like, that's... 
What am I trying to get at here? I, I'm not saying that everybody is doing the wrong thing always when it comes to food in your fridge that's getting thrown away, but like, there's no there's no feedback loop that we're learning anything from. Right. You're not taking anything from that and doing anything about it. So you go to the grocery store and you think this time will be different. This time I'll buy veggies and I'll use them this day. And like, but you won't. Yeah. And and uh, you should still buy veggies and you should still eat them, but like, you should reflect on that when you're throwing away food and think to yourself, how can I do this differently next time? So you know? I'm going to give another analogy. When your feet are to the fire. Mm-hmm. When you launch the thing and have to figure it out, you do. Just as in when all of a sudden, oh, I didn't get any clients this week. I have no money. Guess what you're going to eat? Whatever's in your fridge, yes, your true. vegetables, so your good. fruit. You're going to make some meal out of the bread in the freezer yeah. and the yeah. frozen pizza and the, the spinach down there that might be good or might not be, but that's what we have. And then <laughs> you have a meal and you have success. You yeah. know what I mean? You or you figure out something down. to make you, out of all of it. That's what I'm to, saying. Yeah. You create a beautiful meal. Like the, some yeah. of those most beautiful creative meals can come out of the days when you say, I've got no food. But it's the same thing when your feet are put to the fire with a project that you've been wanting to launch like when you say like for example we told you this second shot sit downs coming coming out and it is not going to be perfect i've already thought about some ways i want to rework it but i thought about here was my true intention i thought you know what let's just launch this at the beginning of the year Let's do it as a 2020 launch oh, and delay further. I wasn't going to let that happen. And yeah. delay further because I've already delayed this, thinking I want to have the right guests and I want to have the right studio, the right audio. But but the most important thing is that you guys hear that content. Yeah. So it was like, okay, nope, wait, October 15th, nothing special now about that day. Now the Feast of the Fire has got to be done. Yeah, Feast yeah. of the Fire. And, and so it's like I'm, I'm making you know a sandwich out of the, the spinach and the old bread. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, you know, like, like Ella said, like Heath said, uh, I think a lot of people think that the thing that's that they need is the thing that they don't have yet. The thing that they need is at the store mm-hmm. when you may be looking at your and nothing looks appetizing in the fridge. And maybe that uh, banana is a little bruised or that apple doesn't look so great or uh, the the meat is one day past the best buy date. And you're thinking, well, I can't use that. And it may not be perfect. It may not be exactly what you want or what you need right now, but it's going to get the job done and it's going to do what you need it to do so yeah look at those resources that you have available and they may not fit you if it's a if it's a training program it may be for last year's software but i bet there's a lot of stuff you can get out of that that will still help you and then you can avoid having to pay for another one this year it's like how many times heath has my mom come over and um we say uh, oh gosh we haven't been to the store we have no food and, and an all hour of a sudden, later, uh, oh, we got a whole meal made. Really? She right. whips up something totally gourmet. <laughs> yes, she's she's always talking about you. You know, let's shop the freezer. Let's shop the canned shop goods the in the freezer. back. Yeah, you know, and it always like comes salad. up with something phenomenal. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like shopping your closet. That's the same. You know, it's kind of like the same thing. I got nothing to wear. I'm broke. I, got, I need an outfit. Shop your closet. And I think you'll be amazed at times that when your feet are to the fire and you're put under that pressure what you're actually able to com- to accomplish like like I think a lot of people you don't have the faith in yourself that you should have because there's something about like I promise you that if you knew what was going to happen after you jumped off to do whatever it is you're going to do you may never do it but once you jump off and do it and then you look back and after you've accomplished it you go I don't I I don't know how I did that because you are not fully aware of what you're capable of till your feet are to the fire and until it's all on you to get it done. So I'm going to challenge you right now just to go jump out there, put your feet to the fire, put the deadline that's almost impossible to hit and see what happens. I know and everybody else does that you can make that happen. Be back in a minute for the third segment of Second Shot. 
that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. Okay, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you guys about a company called Energy Ogre. So Heath and I have been using this company for years to save money on our electricity. Uh, we've told you guys about it for, for months and months and months too. So basically what they do is they shop around your electricity and then they find the lowest option and then they manage it. So you know how if you notice your rates are going up, you might call around. But, but who really does that? So they do that for you. The deal is that it costs $10 a month, and if they can't save you anything, then they you get the $10 back. So for us, what we noticed is it cut our bill at least in half. So we're talking, we were upwards of 200, maybe a little more than $200 a month. Now we're down to 100, yes, even in the blazing summers here in the Dallas area of Texas. So it's energyogre.com. So here's Ogre. It's O-G-R-E. So E-N-E-R-G-Y-O-G-R-E.com. And they actually give us a deal for Second Shot listeners. So if you would like to use it, the discount code is Second Shot. So you can try it for free and see how it works. Again, it's really not a risk because if you get on there and they can't save you any money, then they don't charge you anything and you'll get to try it out for free with the code Second Shot. Oh, hell no. Nope, not happening. <laughs> nope, I know what that is. Whoa. Not happening. Not happening. Not happening. It's happening. No, it's not. It's, it's, it's not happening. going to happen. There are snakes in there, guaranteed. No, just one. There's a what? A snake. A big snake. Right here. Hold on. Get started, Matt, because I got to hurry up and say my piece and roll. Off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Oh no, this oh. is not happening, Jenny. Jenny is. Tr- oh my God, no, not. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. Like there's, Jenny has done trying to throw surprises at us and brings oh. in, and I noticed it. How good was that? I saw him walking in. How are you, Heath? The wild, the wildlife guy comes walking in with these stuff. Like, uh, uh-uh, there's snakes in there, and. <laughs> I am not touching a snake. You guys, okay. Okay, okay Heath, calm down, first of all. No. Second of all, I would like to introduce you and our audience to Eric Frittingham. Hello, everybody out there. <laughs> from Wildlife on the Move. So I've interviewed Eric several times. I thought in the spirit of we've been doing this question of the week, I thought this week's question could be, what is your biggest fear? Uh-huh. And I already know what one of Heath's is. I'm not touching the snake. It's not happening. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. We're going to get you over that. Little no, by no, little, I nope. promise. Let's, Eric, wonderful to meet you. This <laughs> nice is Zach. to meet you, Zach. Yes, senior. There's yeah. Matt in the hey, back, Matt, too. I'm not exactly privy Matt, to this. Is Eric? Yeah. Matt, not fair that you're sitting back there. I, I am protected help. by a pane of yeah. glass. <laughs> He's going to join him in there so, shortly. Yeah. It's He's almost come Halloween. I like to see Eric every year around this time of year right. to talk about the creepy crawlies and everything like that. So... I also just thought, because this is one of Heath's biggest fears, uh-uh. Uh-huh. that he could bring some in. Eric, what did you bring? Well, so I brought several creepy crawlies since it is that time of year, and you know we only fear what we don't understand. Yeah, so yeah. Heath, I'm hoping I can break you over that by just getting you some comfortability by oh, no, being around I, it and me telling you some facts about it, so we'll get you over that. Hump. I understand it very clear. God has made a snake because they were evil whenever they did wrong, and so that's not meant for me to touch. Well, he did punish them onto their bellies yes. back then, but you know snakes are really good because God made 
made them to take care of all those rodents and other yeah, things. So we need to have that. them to help control. And this beautiful one I brought today, his name is Boomerang. I'm telling you, I'm not touching He's from snake. Australia. Okay. <laughs> He's a jungle carpet python. Come on, we got to give <laughs> not it a happening. shot. It's not happening. It's not happening. Jenny can hold it. Oh my uh-uh. gosh, she's huge. No. You no. guys. No. Come on, Heath. No. I'm not going oh, anywhere. No. <laughs> well, that's going to make for an interesting <laughs> segment for right. sure with Heath already out of the okay. room. So <laughs> Heath has left the room. All right. Tell us about who you have here, Eric. Yeah, so this is a jungle carpet python. His name is Boomerang. He comes from Australia. It's a very slender snake because he's a tree climber. Most of your pythons, you know, actually are pretty big bodied and very long. This guy only gets to be about seven feet long. And uh, he, like I said, climbs trees, does go after mice and rats, but also birds and bats. You guys, Heath full on ran out he's of the studio. So, well, he's at least at the door, he's so the door. he's not too far away. So we've got to get him to at least try to touch this, so we can so, go little by little. It's not slimy, Heath. It's very smooth and dry. Heath, you talk a lot about overcoming fears, and you've oh, challenged yeah. me. I'm, I'm just going to put him in my lap. Understand something? There's no chance. There's no way that I'm getting over there close to that snake. It's well, not going to happen. At the corner of the table, nope, at least, not, because not at all. you know this is the thing. You know, we only fear what we don't understand. So if we little by little try to work our mind through it, because we weren't born with the fear. It's things that maybe you experience. So is there something that has triggered this. this for you on snakes? No, or? look at it. It's ugly as I'll get out. It's oh, slimy. Really? That's now, wait a second. Out. This is a guest. <laughs> now wait a second. That's that's kind of like what we talk about. You know, everybody's different. We all have different colors different yeah. looks, different styles. Same thing with animals, right? Just because the way they move and the way they look doesn't mean that they're awful and ugly and bad and mean. It's just they get a reputation. And a lot of times it's experiences that we go through that kind of trigger this fear, right? So I don't have a really single experience. It's just a snake. It's and just how it moves? Not look scary. What about just, a, just touching no, the back no, of the not tail? Happening. I'm not, no. Okay, no, well, no, do we want to move on to something else? Yeah, about, I'll, I'll play with some other animals. Okay, how about we move to something that a lot of people fear even more than this and it can't even hurt you what What's do you think that? well i'm gonna get it out it actually comes from madagascar oh that just gives me <laughs> so talking about creepy crawlies i don't know if we can get these guys oh, on the camera oh my gosh oh my gosh. Now Jenny's having a little freak out moment whoa but there you go how about uh, a madagascan hissing cockroach now see it, it evokes a lot of fear but this guy right here he can't even sting he can't bite he can't even fly okay you know he what? actually just hisses by oh pushing air out of his spiracles oh my gosh Okay, now I'm freaking out. I'm going to go sit in Heath's chair. Right, okay. Come on over here. Yeah. Let me pick him back up. Oh, my gosh. There is a cockroach loose in the studio. Oh, no, he's, he's not loose. He's back in my hand. But they are kind of jumpers. And Wait, you might hear him hissing a little bit. I got him. That snake's... Okay. He's good. No, I was going to say, he's, he's taking a trip. Go, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and put him up so I can work with the other animals at the same time. It's, oh. it's like juggling cats and chainsaws my in gosh. here. <laughs> Eric, this is hilarious. So I first met Eric when I worked at Fox 4, and we, he would come on and do these little, um, you know, kind of creepy crawly segments uh, before Halloween and throughout the what year. What do you think, Zach? you want to touch this? Oh, It's, it's not, not slimy. Not traditionally. Not, yeah, okay. go for it. I've got magic soap <laughs> with me. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's <laughs> smooth and dry. There's no slime. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's totally fine. fine. It's great. And like I said, great. most people fear these guys more than the snakes or more than spiders, and this animal can't even hurt you. Oh, it doesn't do sting, bite, or fly. They do hiss. I was trying to get it. It on. doesn't sting, bite, or fly. No, not oh, at all. Oh my god. This is just a big, big bug, and his name okay, is... Okay, I will touch him because right, we'll this is a, a massive fear for me. His name oh, is yeah. Big Hissy Madudu, which means big bug in Swahili. 
Oh. There you go. <laughs> see, this is oh, what we do. Baby steps, Keith. You're at the, least the, the in the bug, room. That bug doesn't bother that's, me at all. See, that's what's interesting. That. This is what I'm saying. I don't care. I mean, right. people freak out about snakes on one level, and then there's more people that freak out about this little bug that <laughs> no. doesn't even bother you. But you're doing great with that. So come yeah. help me hold it. So he put the snake up in the box, so I'm, so I'm <laughs> yeah, sitting You're good. No, but you want to come hold this? No, we can put that one up on the next one. Well, let's move on to another one. So are we having fun here? I don't trust. going good? Matt, are you glad that you're safely behind I love everything about this, and I love that I'm in this room. Yeah. Somebody's well, got to somebody's got to pilot Matt, we're the gonna, show. We're going to put one around your neck so you can get a picture. We, I don't want you to be okay. left out, right? Okay. Oh. Now we're moving on to Rosita. Now this little spider here is actually from Chile. It's called a Chilean rose-haired tarantula. Can you hold that up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, just tell there me where I go. need to go because I'm not yeah, sure where the cameras camera? are. Yeah. But yeah, so okay. this is, like I said, a Chilean rose-haired tarantula, sometimes called a Chilean beautiful spider. That camera looking right at your face. Awesome. It's looking right at your face. Right, right, right here. Right, right here. Yeah. Cool. That's the one. All right, that might be a good one right there. So uh, a lot of people Perfect. are fearful of spiders. All spiders are venomous, even tarantulas. Now, they're not deadly to people, but this one's really deadly to crickets, grasshoppers, spiders, and scorpions. So that's what they're good what about for. snakes? So now, snakes will sometimes eat these, not very often. Uh, around here, we have a Texas brown tarantula here in Texas that actually is kind of cinnamon brown on the cephalothorax and dark black around it. This one's from Chile, but our Texas one is venomous as well. Not deadly to people, but does cause a lot of fears just because of how they move, I think, is what gets a lot of people with these eight legs. Now, anybody want to help hold it? Because it's just a tickly so animal. It's talk about the you. risk involved. There is no risk involved. The only risk that these guys present, and that's why I don't have kids pet these. They're not puppy dogs, but, you know, like Brighton would probably love to yeah, pet this, right? Would. But uh, if you touch these hairs on the abdomen here, they actually cause irritation, and they kick those off to kind of get the animals to move away and, and leave them alone. So holding it's not a problem, but petting it would be a little bit of a difficulty and give us some irritation. But holding it, we can do okay. that. You want to try it? I w I'll try it. Will you right. come close? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, how many if Jenny's going to try it, I'll try it. I'll okay. come over this yeah. way. Hopefully they can still hear me. See, I'm, right, Jenny, I'm, we're just going to sit the right here. The deal is going to be is that I'm going to be... Go. Oh, my... She's, she's doing it. Go look at this yeah. video. How about that? She's insane. <laughs> There's like a lot of heavy breathing on the yeah, episode. And that's it. Just keep breathing. That's all we want. I kind of want to get a few I'm kind of want to do a selfie okay. with it. Yeah, that's called a spidey. <laughs> a spidey. Yeah, instead of a selfie. But yeah, so they just tickle. Um, they're very, very good. When I'm out with shows and with kids, like we just had National Night Out, we had this on several kids' heads in the neighborhood. So oh they got gosh. pictures with it. So do you have any big shows coming up? In Absolutely, yeah. Coming Dallas, up, Fort Worth area? yeah. We certainly do. So coming up on the 11th, we're actually going to be at Valley Ranch Homeowners Association. They're having a fright flick, so we're going to be doing a live animal interaction oh, station before the show. That'll uh, be at the day that the episode comes out. Actually, that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, so, yeah. so get yes. on that quick. And then on the 13th, we do a quarterly segment on Channel 8's Daybreak. It's called Let's Go Wild, so we should be on there in the morning. And then I think on the 18th, we have an event at a Treehouse Academy in Corinth doing their fall festival. And then on the 19th, we'll be in Whitesboro for their fall festival. So you can find all that information out at Wildlife on the Move on Facebook. We'll have those dates posted. And, and is this something that people could like hire to for like birthday parties and stuff? Too? Yeah. We yeah. got to do this we, for we call those No, we're not doing this yeah, for birthday. I'd love to come to your house and do it. <laughs> <laughs> we call them Wild Birthday. Yeah. And uh, we actually do come out and do birthday parties with five to seven animals. The birthday child or the birthday person is always our assistant. So they get to handle every animal that we have. And then all the... Uh Guests get to actually handle one last animal at the end and get their picture taken with it. Usually a snake. So oh, Keith, yeah. you'd probably be out on that, yep, but absolutely. maybe you can support everybody by cheering them on at least. Okay, Zach, do you want to hold it? Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's do it. Is this uh, a fear okay. for you? Yeah, this, yeah okay. honestly, I'm not a big, I'm not right, a big spider fan. 
<laughs> yeah, it just tickles, right? Okay. That's what that okay. Now, what Jay, right. what Jay and Zach are feeling, oh they actually have claws on the ends of their feet. So they're holding yeah, on with that. Awful. And you can kind of feel it's, it's kind of like Velcro. I mean, yeah. Like, sure. Um, this is great. This is good. <laughs> You're doing oh good. Yeah, sweaty palms breathing. aren't a problem, right? I, this is fine. I nice. do like I'm fine with this. The awesome. message, though, Eric, that you said getting over fears <laughs> okay. is about just having more, more knowledge. Usually we're scared of things that we Absolutely. don't know. There's yeah. some fears I don't care to get over. For people who are for people who are interested in having a growth mindset, Heath. Yeah. Well, I, and you definitely want to do that because you know I've had fears. One of my biggest fears is car accidents. Yeah. Now, so what do I do to get over that? Well, I try to drive safe. I watch out for things. I'm a little bit more proactive when I'm mm-hmm. driving. But that's my biggest fear. I'm not afraid of animals. I've been around them my whole life. But I know that there are people that are in that mm-hmm. position, and so I want to try to dispel the myths and get them over those fears because we really don't need to fear the animals respect them yeah, you know yeah. definitely you don't want to be around venomous things with our kids and all that but we want them to know what they look like and how to act and react so yeah we do shows at birthday parties uh, festivals churches scout groups uh, schools right now we're running a discount special called our slithering out of summer and bouncing back to school 15 percent off discount so uh, you schools and organizations out there uh, find us there on facebook at wildlife on the move or wildlife on the move.com you can take advantage of that 15 percent discount by october October 31st book a show before then okay Uh, Zach what did you think when you had the the creepy crawl oh yeah I'm definitely not a spider guy that's very valid Um, Um, do we have enough time for a mammal what do you? What did you bring? Well, another we mammal that I, freaks a I lot of people out. Right we have like right 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 yeah, no So give me a minute. I'm going to have to scooch yeah, yeah, to the side. Yeah, yeah. So I know it's all not always best for video oh, yeah. as I duck down under a table. Yeah. But let me try this. All yeah. right. So, so, so yeah, snakes is. I, I saw that coming in the room, and I said, Nah. I recognized him. I recognized him, and I said, Nah. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was funny when Jenny and I were on the air back at Fox. He actually sent a text saying, No way, you're not coming home. You better take a shower. So I knew the fears. But I'm hoping at least you're in the room with them, Heath, and I'm giving you yeah, kudos yeah. for that. And you'll get a badge yeah. of courage before I go out. Oh, look at that. You got right, a badge. So, He's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so oh this gosh. is Rufus. This is a Texas native mammal. Let me pull him out. Oh. Oh, no. You guys, what I don't is know this? What this is. <gasps> oh, Jimmy, oh, oh, oh. no, you love possums. Oh, 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 oh it's a golly. possum. All right, so here's Rufus. Yeah. Now, you didn't studio. think this was a Texas sized rat, did you? No. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people think so, but this is an opossum. Now, we Texans, you and you, me and Heath, uh, you, Heath and I have that kind of accent of Texas, right? So we like to shave yeah. off our word and say possum, right? Yeah, yeah. But the true possums come from Australia. This is an opossum. What's really cool is they're not related to rats and mice at all, they're actually related to kangaroos, wallabies, wombats, and koalas. He's actually so, so pretty is this a cute. baby or something? He's because actually two years they're old. They're really mean. Yeah. He's cute. In the wild, what they do is this animal has more teeth than any other land mammal in the United States. Awesome. More than a coyote, more than a bobcat, more than a mountain lion. They have 50 teeth. Wow. So yeah, when you see them out in the wild, they're going to hiss at you and scare you away, right? And they use those teeth to eat fruits, nuts, berries, plants, snakes, eggs, insects. Now, one thing that's beneficial, even though people fear these guys, they're immune to most diseases. They don't get rabies and things like that. Really? They actually kill ticks. So they're helping us out with Lyme disease. They'll eat thousands of ticks in a year. Now he's wearing it his a cute sh- face, second though. shot red here to trying to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Put that face to that camera because that is one of the yeah, cutest little ones. Yeah. Yeah. Is he on camera? Yeah, see, such yeah. a cute little face. I never thought I'd say a possum's cute. Yeah, well this guy's pretty pampered. You know, he lives in captivity. He was raised by people because his mom unfortunately was hit by a car. Oh. And so now we have him and Texas Parks and Wildlife has a permit with us so that we can uh, have these guys for education 
educational purposes and get people over their fears and dispel those myths about them. Oh my god! We have at uh, the new house that we're building. Yeah, we have a camera up, and every single night, three times a night, to a T. A possum walks right by the camera and triggers off the camera oh. about midnight every night. So that yeah. possum like comes back and so forth. So he's off. got a, a routine oh, on yeah, the pattern. He definitely yeah. has a he's routine. probably got some uh, cat food or dog food in your neighbor's yard. That's the free buffet that he's visiting, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. So okay. any other questions well, about Eric, these guys? No, but thank you so much. You're so welcome. Um, your website is yeah, wildlifeonthemove.com or follow us please at Facebook at Wildlife on the Move, and that's where we have a lot of our dates for our upcoming events. And again, just encourage you guys out there if you want to have a wild good time, just find us and and you can take advantage oh. of that discount right now if you book something by October well, 31st for the whole year. This was really fun. This was a good and surprise. And do you well, like it? Babe? I hope so. Yeah, well, I mean, it's <laughs> snakes are not always fun surprises. So let us know, you guys. Um, <laughs> on the Second Shot Podcast Instagram, what is your biggest fear? If you tell me, I promise not to show up at your house and make you face that fear immediately. But I yeah. do like the lesson that we learned from Eric, which is oftentimes getting over your fears relates to lack of knowledge. And the more we can learn about that fear, Absolutely. the more that we can be educated. So thank you, Eric, for coming in. Thanks for having me. If oh. you have no, if you love all of the animal stuff, then Wildlife on the Move is where you need to go. And like you said, and follow, get you know get in on some of the specials he's got going right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Everybody, let's give our shout outs. Our, our our end of the show came out kind of crazy, yes. but I'm glad that it worked out. We have been hatching this plan for a while for Eric to come on and, um, you know, take us into the Halloween Face Your Fears season. You got it. And he throws ignorance on fire on all the social media platforms. At Apple Zacatosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. What is your fear? Uh, would you have a spider or a st- snake or anything walking on you? It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Safe in the studio, Matt Stoker uh, One. Yes, yeah, Matt Stoker One on Instagram. Uh, you'll also find me on the Second Shot Facebook group, posting the new episode each week. My biggest fear is heights, so I'll be podcasting from a ladder next week. Look for that. <laughs> um, and yeah, keep up with us on the on the group. Leave a comment and uh, like the post. Don't forget, you guys, Second Shot sit downs launch on yes. October fifteenth. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to happen. It's hopefully going to be valuable for you. Thank you, Eric Brittingham, for coming in You're and so welcome. Thanks um, for helping us. us all to. Face some fears today and we'll see you guys or next run time. From them. Yeah, or run from them. <laughs> see ya.